Uh, g'day, it's Scott Gibbons, and this show is on the road. Oh, are you on the road yet? Are you on the road? We can get out there. It's Australia again. We're open. The borders are down. We can get out. Oh, isn't it fabulous? Isn't it? Isn't it party time? Party time. So this show is on the road. And if you're a new listener, this show is all about the RV world. That's caravans and motorhomes and camper trailers and tents and just getting out there and seeing Australia and enjoying it. And we try and give you some of that enjoyment, even if it's through the eyes of the radio. So if you're ready to tour, oh, I'm ready to tour with you. I think that would be great. And there's so many things going on. Some which are good, some still which are not so good, but there you go. And if you're a regular listener, oh, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. And thank you. I've got to say thank you to you because you seem to be telling so many people about the show because the, the feedback we're getting, woohoo, fabulous. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's happening? All right. Here's the thing. This Here's the thing. I saw this on one of the Facebook links during the week. Somebody's going around and nicking the hitch pin out of some of the caravans. So you might have your caravan on board, it's all hitched up, ready to go, uh, and then you come back out to your, to your, you've gone in to see an attraction, uh, you've stayed the night somewhere, whatever it be, you're going to drive away, but you're not hitched up anymore. Somebody's knocked off the pin. So just be aware of that. One of the new things you've got to do, we all have checklists. We have checklists for everything. There's a checklist for everything. Now, add on to the checklist to check that your hitch pin is still there. Now, some of them, I was talking to Jimmy during the week, he, and, and I let him know about this, and he said, ha ha, his is lockable. So if you've got a lockable hitch pin, oh, clever you, clever, clever, clever you. So where are we going to go this week? Oh, I think we can go to some amazing places, but there's an easy one. Seeing the borders are open, <laughs> why don't we... Why don't we go and see some parts of New South Wales? Because that might be good. Now, the Blue Mountains, if you haven't been to the Blue Mountains in a while, well, you should. You should. It's wonderful. But what we might do is go from the Blue Mountains. Uh, the NRMA did a butte tour. Butte tour. They went from the Blue Mountains to Broken Hill, which is, if you like, it's the outback of New South Wales. So what they did is they discovered some friendly towns and some fascinating history and and they found some terrific attractions including and if you haven't been to it the big merino at goulburn now if you haven't been to the big merino oh you've got to go to that then they found a playable guitar they found the monday monday planes and and all of those things so one of the things they suggested if you remember the nrma is to get the nrma app because on there, it shows you where the cheapest fuel is, and that's always a good thing. So some of the stops we're going to go to, uh, we've got the Blue Mountains, of course, because we're starting there. Then we'll go to Goulburn and Queen Bean and Juglong and Gundagai and Wagga Wagga and Narandera. Hay, Hay's always good to go to. Balranel, Redcliffs, Mildura, Silverton, and then Broken Hill. On Broken Hill is just fabulous. If you haven't been there, oh, you've got to go, you've got to go. So we're in the Blue Mountains. And then we're going to take a drive from there down the, the M. Uh, well, we're going to get from Sydney into Boxers Creek for a straightforward journey to Goulburn. And then you'll meet Rambo. Now, Rambo's the big sheep. <laughs> we're not talking about Sylvester Stallone. We're talking about it's 15.2 metres of concrete. And the beautiful thing is that you can climb up into the three-storey Rambo. He was built in 1985 and then moved, relocated to his, to his new location because he still moves around. He's a very clever sheep. And you can climb the stairs and look out of Rambo's eyes. <laughs> oh, how good's that? Then you can have lunch in Goulburn. Now, if you haven't seen the Paragon Cafe in Goulburn, I'll go and do that. 
go and do that. But there's so many things to do down there. You've got the Fireside Inn. You've got a lot. Then we're going to go to Queanbeyan. So you head west on, on Lot Street towards Cork Street for about a 30-minute drive south towards Queanbeyan. And that's a gateway to the Snowy Mountains and the nation's capital, which, of course, is Canberra, and that's in the ACT. Quimbian's still in New South Wales. And the charming country town, oh, a lot of people might think, oh, look, we'll just blast by. But no, Quimbian's got some fabulous historical buildings, beautiful stuff. You've, you've got to go to Quimbian. And, and then you've got some heritage there. You've got some... It, it's, it's right between the Malongolo and the Quimbian Rivers, and it's got its own distinct personality. So it's a lovely, lovely place. So if you've been in the car cooped up all day, do the Queanbeyan Heritage Walk because that's perfect. If you just want to stretch your legs and do that, beautiful thing to do. And then if you want to do some more things, then you can go to Queen Elizabeth Park. And that's a nice thing to do. And the park has a market every Sunday. And the, the stalls where you might find some honey and some artisan bread and some wine and ooh, lovely things. And then you can have a little... Uh, Cafe, if you like, the River Bank at, uh, of Queanbeyan Cafe. That's a nice thing to do. Then you can go to Gugong. So that's about 10K from Queanbeyan. It, it's uh, on the old Cooma Road. You've got the Gugong foreshores. It's a paradise for, uh, if you like the outdoors, if you like bird watching, if you like bush walking and mountain bike riding and sailing and fishing and picnicking, all of those things, then Gugong Dam and the London Bridge Arch. Fabulous. It, it's a natural limestone wonder. It was formed thousands of years ago. Now, then you can stay in Queanbeyan. There's caravan parks there. There's apartments there. There's motels there. Whatever you want. There's villas. Then you're going to go Queanbeyan to Hay so that you, you might want brekkie where you can have brekkie at Dugiong and that's nice. And you might go to the Long Track Pantry. Good thing to do. Uh, but you might find some handmade relishes and preserves and chutneys and jams and marmalades. And you can take those home because you've got a little riverside village in Jugyong, so you might love that. I think you might. I think you might. Then you're going to go to Snake Gully. Oh, so it's only about 10 minutes before you pass through Gundagai. So it's a picturesque little country town in the beautiful Riverina. It's in the southwest of New South Wales. You get to pat the dog on the tucker box. We might even play that song in a little while. What do you reckon, eh? The tucker box song, if you don't know it, oh, you gotta, you'll sing along to it. It's one of those songs that it's it's like a, oh, it gets into your brain and you'll just love it. So you, you'll you'll recite it. You'll <laughs> live with that all day long. Then you can go to the Botanical Gardens at Wagga Wagga. So perched on the banks of the Murrumbidgee River, you, you've got oh, Wagga Wagga. Now, if you haven't been to Wagga Wagga for a while, it's the largest regional city in New South Wales. It just, it's the heart of the Riverina. So if you're looking to keep the kids entertained, we'll just go to the Botanic Gardens. You've got 22 acres there. There's a mini zoo. There's an aviary. There's a children's adventure playground. You've got the rainforest. There's some a oh, whole bunch of stuff there. So you'll love Wagga Wagga. It's a beauty. And then if you want to, you can strum the big playable guitar in Narandera. So it's an hour's drive along from Wagga Wagga. It's on the junction of the Newell and the Stewart Highways. It lies in the beautiful Narandera area. You just head to the visitor centre and try your hand at strumming Narandera's big playable guitar. It's a plywood structure. It measures about 5.8 metres <laughs> and about it's over two metres wide. And the bass guitar took 300 hours to complete and it held a Guinness Book of Records title for the world's largest playable guitar for a long, long, long time. <laughs> Why you'd want a bigger one, I don't know. <laughs> then you might be able to spot a koala. You might. You can try that at the Narandera 
flora and fauna reserve, you might see a koala. Now, that would be terrific um, because a lot of the population were hunted to near extinction in the early 1900s for the fur, for the fur. Now, then you get to see the sunset, stay in hay because that's further along the Murrumbidgee River. You've got hay and, and then you've got some beautiful accommodation there, but, you know, you can stay there. Take your caravan with you, do whatever you want. Again, if you've been with the NRMA, they will have given you some, some booklets and things or you can go onto their website, they'll tell you where to stay. It's lovely. But the Hay Sunset viewing area is something that you should go on because the sunset colours, oh, beautiful. And the sky, it should be just full of stars. You should be able to see the stars. And then you're going to go Hay to Broken Hill. You might get some Brecky and Balranald. Uh, and then you'll see the wetlands of the Yango, Yanga National Park. You'll do that, and you've got the Discovery Cafe, and you've got the museum and the and the old jail at Val Reynolds. That's a good thing to go and see. You might want to do a steamboat in Mildura. There's so many things to do. We're out. We're out. We can go and play again. The steamboat. So you paddle steamer cruise Mildura. Then you'll discover the charm of Broken Hill. Oh, Broken Hill is just fabulous. Uh, and make sure that you've got the, the Mining and Mineral Museum there. You've got the Regional Art Gallery. You've got the Heritage Walk. You've got it all. And, and then make sure that you go and have a, a soda spider at Bill's. It's a 1950s Australian milk bar. It just doubles as a museum, but it's a real milk bar. And it pays homage to Australia's milk bar culture from oh the 50s. Say, oh, lovely. And then you've got the Miner's Memorial that you can go and see. You can stand on the edge of the world at Silverton. If you don't go to Silverton, you're missing out. Silverton's fabulous. Then head to Monday, Monday Lookout. You've got the Mad Max Museum. You've got the Daydream Mine. You've got it all there. You can even, if you want to, at the Palace Hotel, you might be able to sleep in the Priscilla Suite. So much to do. So much to do. Oh, it's fabulous. Hey, what about we have dog sits on the Tucker Box? You ready? You're going to enjoy this. This show is On The Road. My name is Scott Gibbons. If you want some more of the show, you go ontheroadmedia.com.au. There's a whole bunch of podcasts there, ontheroadmedia.com.au. Here's Stuart Peters. This is Dog Sits On The Tucker Box. Get ready to sing it all day long. Here we go. On the tucker box, five miles from Gundagai. I meet her every day, and I know she's dinky die. Where the dog sits on the tucker box, five miles from Gundagai. I think she's Bonza, and she reckons I'm good She's such a trimmer that I've entered her in the local show. And my Mabel waits for me underneath the bright blue sky, where the dog sits on the tucker box, five miles from Gundagai. Sits on the tucker box 
knows I'm good oh She's such a trimmer that I've entered her in the local show And my Mabel waits for me underneath the bright blue sky Where the dog sits on the tucker box five miles from Gundagai Uh, Stuart Peters' dog sits on the tucker box. I tell you, isn't it so good that Australia's open again? We can go to Western Australia, we can go to Queensland, we can go to Victoria, we can go to South Australia, Tasmania's open to us. Ah, oh, happy days, happy days. It's just, I think I've, I've, I've got a song in mind. Uh, we'll just do a little bit about this now. I'm going to tell you about uh, a little bit about Victoria because there's some beautiful parts down there, but I was going through Grain Nomads. They were so good. And they were talking about Victoria emerging from its second wave lockdown. And once again, we can get out and discover Victoria. And I think that's so good. And a little place that's a magical spot is called Portland. Portland. It's about 350k west of Melbourne. It's on the Great Ocean Road. It sits on the scenic Portland Bay. And if you like, it's a magnet. It's just, you know, when you go there, it'll draw you back again and again. It was the site of Victoria's first permanent settlement back in 1834. And it, it just prospered because it's got fishing, it's got pastoral, it's got agricultural, it's got a large sheltered harbour. You've got calm waters for the marina and the wharves. And, and there's evidence of the history still there because they've got something like 200 buildings that have been heritage classified by the National Trust. Isn't that wonderful? 200 buildings that have been heritage classified by the National Trust. I want to go there just for that. And so it's, it's a great way to get to grips with all the... Because there's some historical walks there. You can do these... One of the most popular is the Mary MacKillop Walk, which takes in places which were in existence during Mary MacKillop's stay at Portland between 1862 and 1866. So you've got significant structures, including the All Saints Catholic Church, the Christian Community College, Victoria House, the Royal Hotel, St Stephen's Church, the Portland Club, the Wando Villa, the Portland Battery, and the Steam Packet Inn. Oh, now, if you, if you don't have all that energy, then the Portland Cable Tram gives you an informative journey through the foreshore and you get views along the coast and the passing attractions. You might see the, we will see the Botanic Gardens and the Portland Powerhouse Car Museum. Oh, hey, a car museum, got to go to that, got to go to that. And then you've got the Maritime Discovery Centre and the Whalers Bluff Lighthouse and the World War II Memorial Lookout Tower at Anderson Point. And then you've got this panoramic view right across Portland and the surrounding district and the 25-metre Lookout Tower. It houses a museum with some fascinating World War II displays. Oh, oh, hey, is this? I've got it. I know it's on your list now. It's going straight on mine. It's a town 
with, with the eye on the future, though, because tourism is a critical part of that future. And Portland's commercial centre, well, it boasts a great selection of shops and restaurants and cafes and some of which overlook the grassy foreshore and the town's marina and the expansive sands of Nuns Beach. Nuns Beach, Mary McKillop, Nuns Beach. Hey, <laughs> and as you'd expect for a town with a permanent population of about 12,000, it just, that population swells considerably during the tourist season because there's a number of great caravan parks there in Portland, including the, holi- the holiday lifestyle Henty Bay Portland. And for all its man-made attractions, though, it's the stunning landscape and the seascapes that surround Portland that make it just extra special. Because south of Portland is Cape Nelson, which includes a 210-hectare state park bordering the rugged cliffs with the Cape Nelson Lighthouse, and it's located on the coast's southern tip. So you've got 20 kilometres to the west of Portland is the small community of Bridgewater, and that's a starting point for a two-hour walk. If you want to go for a walk, oh, how pretty. And that goes past seal caves to a viewing platform that overlooks one of Australia's largest colonies of fur seals. So then you've got the blowholes. So you've got big spurts of sea spray through the formations and you've got beautiful volcanic rock. And then a little to the north is Discovery Bay Coastal Park. And that stretches about 50k up the coastline all the way to Nelson near the South Australian border. And that, you're just scratching the surface. I think that is just beautiful. I am so happy that Australia is open. If you think it, I am. I reckon we've got to celebrate with something Australian because Australia is open. Now, I had one of, one of my uh, listeners, long-time listener, LP. LP knows exactly who she is. She told me, well, she asked me, she said, Scott, can you play for Gina and Garth Holmes? Can you play for them waltzing Matilda? Because they're her godparents, and she knows Australia's open again, and she just wants to play waltzing Matilda because I think there's nothing that celebrates Australia quite as much to everybody, to the world. The whole world knows Walsing Matilda. So if you're ready to sing along with it, I'm ready to make it happen for you. You ready? Here we go. Here's Walsing Matilda. You enjoy And I think we're going to have this sung to us. I reckon, what do you reckon? Slim Dusty? Yeah, Slim will do a good job on this. Here we go. You enjoy that. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. It's good being with you. It is great being with you, but you enjoy this. And then when we come back, oh, I've got some great stuff for you. All right, here we go. Once a jolly swagman camped by a billabong Under the shade of a coolabar tree He sang as he watched and waited till his billy boiled You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me He sang as he watched and waited till his billy boiled Down came a jumbuck to drink at the billabong Up jumped the swagman and grabbed him with glee He sang as he shoved that jumbuck in his tucker bag You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me He sang as he shoved that jumbuck in his tucker bag You'll come a-waltzing
Up rode the squatter, mounted on his thoroughbred. Up rode the troopers, one, two, three. With the jolly jumbuck that you got in your tucker bag, you'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda, you'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. With the jolly jumbuck that you got in your tucker bag, you'll come a Up jumped the swagman, sprang into the billabong. You'll never take me alive, said he. And his ghost may be heard as you pass by that billabong. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. His ghost. May be heard as you pass by that billabong. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with everybody. Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. His ghost may be heard as you pass by that billabong. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. Uh, Slim Dusty, eh? Walsy Matilda, don't you just feel Aussie, don't you just? So I hope Gina and Garth enjoyed that. Thanks, LP, for requesting it. You're terrific. Now, Christmas is coming, Santa Claus is coming to town, and there may be some little gadgets that you want to buy. Now, we don't try and fill up your RV, you know that, but there may be some things that you want to buy to make your RV lifestyle that little bit easier. One of the things that I saw uh, was a thing called AeroPress. It's like a little coffee machine. A lot of people just love their coffee. Me, I'm, I'm happy with a good cup of instant. I'm happy there, but a lot of people like to brew their coffee. So it's a compact, it's quick it's a coffee maker. It uses gentle air pressure brewing to make wonderful cups. Uh, it's a simple little thing, so you'll, you'll find that on the website. Induction cooktops, that's something that's catching on big time because induction cooking is faster. It holds a steady temperature, which is the thing that people like because rather than electric or, or the LPG stovetop, it's safer and, and it's a more efficient way to cook. As long as you've got 240 volt, of course, you've got to have that. But it, they're compact and they're light. It's a really good thing. So anything that you normally cook on a stovetop, induction cooktops, they're, as I say, they're lightweight, they're compact, and they're perfect for small spaces. So just a terrific thing. And they work with any pan that a magnet will stick to. So if you've got ceramic clad steel or stainless steel or cast iron, good little thing. And you can buy them just as a single unit, uh, and that's a, a wonderful thing. Now, some, some people love to go out and do extraordinary things on the road. They're not just bacon eggs people, they love to do extraordinary cooking. And if you're on the road a long time, of course you want to do that. So, But you don't need a big uh, space-hogging 
blender or a food processor or anything like that. All you need is just one of those little hand blenders, one of those little stick blenders. And, and the powerful blade on those is, is perfect if you want to make a smoothie or a soup or sauces. And then you've got the whisk attachment, and that'll make short work of, of egg whites and the chopper attachment's perfect for nuts and veggies and all the things like that. The instant type pot, they're very popular too. Uh, they take up a bit of space, but they're they're a pressure cooker, a slow cooker, a rice cooker, a steamer, and everything all in one. So you can use it to saute or brown or just keep food warm. You can even make yogurt in them, they tell me. I haven't tried that, but there you go. But if you want to cook up a frozen chicken, they reckon you can do that in under 30 minutes and you can make a creamy risotto in about 10 minutes. So there's something. You've got a lot of functions there. They're, they're a practical thing to have and they don't draw a lot of power. One of the things that people are now getting on to is rather than a a round shape, if you will, uh, storage container using the square shaped ones because they take up less space and, and they're very, very pretty anyway. So you, you don't waste a lot of space with the square or the rectangular container and you can measure your space. You can see what's in there because they're clear. You can see what's in there. And of course, the lids are a tight ceiling. Good thing to have. Collapsible goodies are the thing now. If you get a collapsible colander, you can get collapsible... Uh, buckets and all things like that. So those sorts of things, they're a good little Christmas present if you know somebody that's got an RV and you want to buy them something and you know they haven't already got it because they're light, they don't take up a lot of space, but by golly, they're practical. Uh, you, know, you can put them in your cupboards. I'm sure you'll fit one in there somewhere, but they come in all shapes and sizes. They're mostly made of silicon plastic and uh, they often will have a metal bottom on them. So that's good and, and that's a, a nice thing to have. One of the things that's becoming really popular and I haven't, I haven't seen where to get one yet, but I'm going to research it out. And that's an over-the-sink roll-up drying rack. So you, often with an RV, you don't have a lot of bench space. You've got your sink and you use some of your bench space for drying. But this is a, an over-the-sink roll-up drying rack. So you just roll it out and you can dry your things over the sink. So you've still got all your bench space left, which is you know multifunctional, really, really clever, but doesn't take up a lot of space at all. So... And it's a cooling rack as well. So if you're baking, <laughs> if you are baking, if you're making something good, if, you, if you've got an oven and you're taking something out of the oven, then that might be a good thing for you. Uh, so, so many little things that you can think of, maybe for Santa Claus, maybe, I don't know. Now, there's another good site that I came up with for you, which is called tracks.4x4earth.com. So tracks.4x4earth.com. And what you can do is it filters all the tracks for you in every state. So you can, you can filter a track that you want to go to by state, and then you can go by difficulty, you can go by features, you can go by location, um, you can get it with a GPS file if you want. So if you want to go features, it'll say, do you want sand or do you want sharp rocks? Do you want mud, steep ascents, river crossings? Do you want clay? If it's difficulty, do you want easy? or moderate, or difficult, or very difficult. And, and then you can go location as well. So you just pick out a state. So if we said, listen, we want to go to, say, South Australia, and we want to go something that's, that's moderate, and we want something that's a little bit um, with a river crossing, then we press go on that. And then you come up with a whole bunch of places. So there's Coorong National Park, there's Argadels, there's the Walker Crossing, Mount Dare to Inaminka, Saunders Gorge, and then you just pick out the one that you want. If we go, say, Mount Dare to Inaminka, easy, easy as pie, it just comes straight up and it shows you where you can camp, 
it says that the difficulty is moderate. The length is more than 500 kilometres. You've got sand, you've got some sharp rocks, you've got mud, you've got river crossings. And it shows you the whole lot. It's a fabulous, fabulous site. So it's called tracks.4x4earth.com. I reckon you might enjoy that one. I'll tell you something else you've got to enjoy. Now, you'll know the music to the song. You'll know the music. But I heard this on Macca last week, and I thought, oh, I've got to play this for you. Because, you know, Macca, you've got to listen to him on a Sunday morning, don't you? So i got to play this, and it's just fabulous. Errol Gray is the artist. Errol Gray is the artist, and it's I've Towed Every Van Man. Now, you'll know the song, but I've Towed Every Van Man. Here you go. You enjoy that. I reckon you'll come out laughing. And listen for the make of your caravan if you've got one. Listen for it, because you'll probably find it in there. So here we go. Errol Gray, I've Towed Every Van Man. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We are on the road. By golly, it's great being on the road with you. And don't forget... Off-road systems, if you want something, if you want some storage system, if you want a water tank, if you want a, a cargo barrier, whatever you want, offroadsystems.com.au. You can't go anywhere else because they're Aussie. Offroadsystems.com. And with all the things going on now about, about what some of those imported things are, are doing to our nation, especially with oh, so many things getting difficult to get along with, we just cannot buy Chinese cannot do it. You've got to go out and buy Aussie off-road systems. Aussie owned, Aussie made, Aussie designed, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Off-road systems. So here we go. I've told every van man this is Errol Gray. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. Great being with you. I was humping my blue on the dusty Udnadetta road when along came a Prado Towing a Jayco, going pretty slow He said, if you're going to Nadata, mate I'll give you a ride So I climbed into the Prado And I settled down inside He asked me, mate, how'd you like to learn to tow a caravan? I said, listen, mate I've towed every caravan in this here land Cause I've towed every van man, I've towed every van man Across the deserts bare man, I've breathed the mountain air man Caravans I've had my share man, I've towed every van I've towed A-Van, Advanced, JB, Jayco, Coachman, Next Gen, Brilliant, Winnebago, Majestic, Olympic, Scenic, Coromel, Avita, Roma, Windsor, Gazel, Canterbury, Chesney, Galaxy, Opal, Adrian, Nova and Kokoda. I've towed every van man, I've towed every van man, across the deserts, bear man, I've breathed the mountain air man, caravans I've had my share man, I've towed every van. Toad, Driftaway, New Age, Avondale, Billabong, Blue Sky, Opalite, Aussie White, Kedron, Millard, Roadstar, Royal Flair, Dario, even gave a golf a go. Comfort, Compass, Condor, Concept, and don't forget the old Coronet, cause I've towed every van man, I've towed every van man, across the deserts, bear man, I've breathed the mountain air man, caravans I've had my share man, I've towed every van. Toad, Regal, Region, Ranger, Empire, Viscount, Jurgens, Fulcher, Greentime, Franklin, Fusion, Sunline, Spaceline, Capricorn, Bailey, York and Highline. Travels I've had my share, man, I've towed every van. I've towed here, there, everywhere, I've towed every van. <laughs> Isn't that a fabulous song? Isn't it just fabulous? It's so clever. Clever, clever, clever. I mean, Lucky Star. Lucky Star when he did the original I've Been Everywhere, man. Genius, but I think this is so clever too. And, and he used Lucky Star's music. So I've been every 
What is it? I've told every van man. <laughs> now, if you want van man, by the way, then you go to van man there at Cardiff near Newcastle. If you don't know them, oh, they're lovely people. So you can find them nice and easy if you want a new caravan. Van Man, if you're up the Newcastle way, that's where you go. Uh, their phone number is 4956 6036, 4956 6036, or you can just go to vanman.net.au, vanman.net.au. <laughs> I think that's terrific singer. I, I, I told every Van Man, I think that's good. Now, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, which is uh, wheels coming off some of your RVs, wheels coming off. And it said, this was in rvdaily.com.au, and they said, you don't have to look far, or you don't have to hear about tails. You don't have to look far to hear about tails. <laughs> Too funny. About wheel studs and loose wheel nuts, and sometimes the, the drama that can, that can cause. And it's pretty true. So what they looked at was how to prevent broken caravan wheel studs and how to prevent loose nuts and, and, and really what they went into was just because one or all of your wheel studs break it, it doesn't prove that the studs were at fault because the cause could be one of many wheels ain't wheels as they would like to say so what it is it's vital to ensure that if you or your dealer or a previous owner fitted aftermarket wheels and nuts uh, then you've got to thoroughly check to make sure that the replacement wheels and the replacement nuts are in fact entirely suitable for the vehicle and the axles. And and they don't mean that it looks good. <laughs> it's not a matter of how it looks. Well, it is a matter of how it looks, but, because, you know, <laughs> we love our toys, don't we? But what you've got to look at is what are the real reasons? And sometimes a lot of people just say, well, it was the tyre shop and their rattle gun because that's one of the things that it might be. But you've got to look at the pitch circle, what's called the pitch circle of the studs. And you might have an imperial hub that don't exactly measure the same uh, as the holes in a metric wheel so that the studs bend when the nuts are tightened. Isn't that interesting? You could have imperial, but a metric wheel or vice versa, and so you've created the problem. Or the angle of the taper of the nuts, not the same as the angle of the taper in the wheels. Or the use of low-grade steel studs. Or the hole in the wheel centre is not compatible with the spigot diameter of the hub. Or the serrated studs not fully driven home when pressed into the hub, such that they gradually give a little, and that causes the nuts to become loose. Or rattle guns, you could set a rattle gun at, a, at an unknown high torque level and you use that to tighten the wheel nuts rather than just undo them, which causes the nuts to stretch or the studs to stretch and then become weakened. Or nuts being tightened in a circular pattern in one action as you go around the wheel, you tighten them in a circular pattern rather than in a crisscross or star pattern using two or three increasing torques. So that's something to be aware of. And then wheel centres being highly dished, which uh, that, that acts as a large spring washer that gradually loses its tension and causes the nuts to loosen. So there's so much to be aware of because all the nuts have to be tightened to the correct taut and in the correct pattern and in accordance with the instructions provided by the wheel or the chassis manufacturer. Isn't that just interesting? So, you know, don't just blame the stud you've got to look at what it might be so if you do have not original equipment 
wheels, then check them. You know, take them to a tyre, a wheel expert, and just make sure that you get that checked. Now, one of the things that's happening right now is we've got Santa Claus coming to town. We've got Christmas happening. And maybe, maybe you don't need anything for Christmas. Maybe you don't need a present. Maybe you don't. Maybe you, do, you even maybe don't even know somebody that really needs a present. They don't need one. I mean, you can give them one, but they don't need one. One of the things that you can do is just select a charity. Select a charity and think, gee, I'm going to support that charity this year. And every present that I'm going to give will be a gift to someone. If you're going to give them a gift, then you give them something to say, listen, I've donated to this charity for you in your name, whatever it be. So that, you know, you're not just wasting money and you're not just buying something from China. You're actually helping an Australian charity. So you pick out whichever charity you want. Now, one of them that I really like at the moment is is Danny, D-A-N-I-I, D-A-N-I-I, danny.org.au. Now, that's the Danny Foundation. So if you know somebody that's got type 1 diabetes, and bear in mind, type 1 diabetes, that can happen to anybody basically at any time. So it could be a newborn, might be a baby that's, you know, one, two, three years old, could be someone that's five, six, seven, someone that's 14, someone that's 40. And when they get type 1 diabetes, it's not a dietary thing. It's not because they've sat around and, and sat on the lounge and drunk Coca-Cola and, and eaten potato chips by the bagful. No, this is, it's just a fluke. It's like a spin of the lottery wheel. And if it gets them, it's got them forever. So it's not their fault. But there's things that you can do. So if you go on to the Danny Foundation, D-A-N-I-I, which is danii.org.au, there's things that you can do there. You can support them. You can become, if you wish, you can join the Danny's Army. There's so many things that you can do there. They have, they have memberships, if you will, like a donation, where you can just give them $25 to sign somebody up in Danny's Army or just give them the $25, what the heck. But you can do that for as many people as you like, and that would be a wonderful thing to do. That's what Christmas is all about. So just pick out a charity. I think that's a nice thing to do. But the Danny Foundation for Type 1 Diabetes... Oh, golly. And one of the things they try and do is they want constant glucose monitors, CGMs, available so that people don't have what's called dead-in-bed syndrome. So I know we're talking about the RV lifestyle, and the RV lifestyle is all about us having a great lifestyle, and that's what you're trying to do for the type 1 diabetics as well. Now, we did mention Santa Claus. We did mention that Santa Claus is coming to town. So I think we've got to have a Jingle Bells type of song, haven't we? <laughs> but not, this will be the Aussie Jingle Bells. Now, if you haven't heard this, this is from Bucko and Champs. You may have heard it because I played it for you last year, but this is Bucko and Champs, Aussie Jingle Bells. Oh, it's fabulous. If you get ready, just will put a smile on your face, you will laugh. <laughs> Here we go. Aussie Jingle Bells. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. The other thing you can give somebody, by the way, for free is our website, which is ontheroadmedia.com.au, and just you get them all of those podcasts, wrap them up, put a little bow around them, and they can have all of those podcasts. But if you want to share the joy, tell somebody else to listen in, because the more people you tell, the more fun we have, and that's the best part about it. Here's Aussie Jingle Bells, Bucko and Champs. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. Great being with you. You enjoy this. Dashing through the bush in a rusty holding ute Kicking up the dust Esky in the boot Kelpie by my side 
singing Christmas songs. It's summertime and I am in the singlet shorts and thongs. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Christmas time is cute. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty old and new. Climbs aboard. He is welcome too. All the family is there, sitting by the pool. Christmas day, the Aussie way by the barbecue. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Christmas time is mute. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty holden ute. Kids and Uncle Bruce are swimming in their clothes. The time comes round to go. We take a family snap, then pack the car and all shoot through before the washing up. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Christmas time is beautiful. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty Holden Ute. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty Holden Ute. Uh, Aussie Jingle Bells, Aussie Jingle Bells. I love that song. I do, I do, I do. Now you've got your RV and you're thinking, now what can you do with it? It's a, you get a little bit older. What do you do? Do you swap it? Do you try to do, or do you do some improvements? And you might want to do some improvements. There's little things that you can do. One of the things that you can do that is only little, but can make a heck of a difference is aside from maybe helping the environment and your energy consumption and, and lower your electricity bill. But really, if you're plugging in, maybe at home, maybe. But you can you can get better lighting. So if you've got the old type of light, then consider upgrading and putting in LED lighting because LED lighting, replacing them, replacing your halogen or your incandescent bulbs uh, with LED lights, which is a light emitting diode, it, it's simple to do. But there's so many advantages to doing it because they're they're more energy efficient. They consume about ten percent of the power that your standard light does. And it, it prolongs the life of your RV batteries. That's a good thing. They're not harmful in the fact that they don't produce any UV light and, and they're mercury-free. The LED lights, they're a little bit dearer when you buy them, but a single bulb might be used for maybe up to 60,000 hours compared to the conventional bulb, which is maybe 1,000 hours, maybe 2,000 hours. So the LEDs, <laughs> they shine in that department. Uh, then it, uh, with your shining, the LEDs are brighter and, and they generate minimal heat, minimal. 
And then the LEDs are tougher, they're more durable, and they were created to not break with the bumps and the jolts of, of an RV when it's in motion. So that's good. Then you can consider putting on more solar. If you've got solar already, terrific. You might consider more solar. And if you haven't got solar, then consider doing that because you can switch to solar and it may be the easiest thing to do as opposed to maybe buying a generator. You, know, you might be able to just... But a generator you can use any time. Solar, you've got to hope the sun's out and you've got to be able to park where you're going to catch that sun. But in the long run... Despite the upfront costs, it's it, again, it's clean energy, it's quiet, pays for itself, and then uh, you'll find that each year solar's getting, the, the installation can get cheaper and cheaper, but if you're using it now, oh, that's good. Because, you know, Australia's going through, we've just, they, they reckon we've just had the hottest November ever. So, you know, solar for November was terrific. So a complete solar kit, that can include your panels and a solar charge controller, and that's to send the power created by the panels to your RV battery. Uh, so that might be a good thing to consider. There's lots of stuff. To, lithium batteries, oh, aren't they taken off? Lithium batteries, they've become a huge hit with the RV market. Yes, they're dearer, but they require basically zero maintenance, and they've got a much longer lifespan. So you heard Graham from Off-Road Systems talking about them only a couple of weeks ago. Oh, he's a fan of them. So a traditional lead-acid battery, well, you might replace that. You may replace it every two to three years. You might get a little bit more out of it, but, you know, allow that. A lithium battery, well, Graham said lasts twice as long. Some reports say you might even get 10 years out of them, but, you know, if you're going to get twice as long, that's better. So, you know, lithium batteries, that might be the thing to do. So consider that. Insulation can be something that can save you some energy and some time as well. You might put some extra insulation under or through your van. You can you can consider that one for yourself. That's a beautiful thing. But one of the things you might want to consider is, is your... Um, you, what's termed a TPMS, which is a tyre pressure monitoring system. Now, that's something that you want to consider getting because you can have the the reader in your car, but your tyre pressure monitoring system may be on your car as well as on what you're towing. And that way you know the tyre pressures. Now, I, I know myself, I've saved probably my life, but I know I've saved three tyres with my system. So, and, you know, tyres are like $400 each, so... You know, it doesn't cost $1,200 to go and buy a TPMS. You're going to get one of those super cheap. Just Google them up and have a little look. So that might be worthwhile. The other thing you want to consider is is getting what's called uh, an Amphibian, A-M-P-F-I-B-I-A-N. You hear me talk about them all the time. They're an Aussie product and they are fabulous. So you can connect your van at home uh, and that will plug into your house socket at home, but it's protected. It's protected, so it, it, you're going to have your surge protection built into it. So that's something to consider. A M P F I B I A N dot com dot au amphibian dot com dot au. Now the other thing you can do is put on what's called a draft skirt all the way around your caravan. A draft skirt. Now that's probably going to be made out of canvas or something like that. And if you're going to get that done, then you get that done through oh fabulous people Annex Solutions. A W N E X E Annex Solutions dot com dot au you can give them a call 1-800-669-408 1-800-669-408 solutions.com.au the view part with them if you're in the sydney market they travel about a oh, three hour radius of sydney so you're good i'll go towards the newcastle wing down the wollongong wing way out to the blue mountains ah oh, you talk to them they are lovely lovely people so they can design 
they'll come out and measure and, and then give you the quote. Then they'll design it, build it, fit it. They come back fitted for you as well. Oh, lovely, lovely people. So there's something for you to consider. But we did say, we did say that it's very, very hot. They, you know, the hottest November ever. So Missy Lancaster, who's a beaut singer, if you haven't heard of Missy Lancaster, then you've been <laughs> missing out. Uh, but she's got a beaut song out called Heat Wave. <laughs> I reckon that's apt for right now. So if you're ready for Heat Wave, here's Missy Lancaster. <laughs> Missy Lancaster. Oh, she's lovely. So you have a little listen to her. We'll be right back. Hey, the show is called On the Road. I'm Scott Gibbons. It's great being with you. And if you like the show, and if you want to listen to it again, because sometimes I give you phone numbers and websites and things like that, and you think, oh, I'd love to get that again. All you've got to do is go back onto the onto our website, which is ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au. On there, you'll find all of our podcasts. So there's Podcast galore. So there you go. That's nice and easy. So here we go. Heatwave, Missy Lancaster. This is Scott Gibbons. Oh, it's good being with you.
Ah, uh, Missy Lancaster. That's a name to listen to. Keep an eye out for that one, an ear out for that one. I think that'd be just terrific. Now, we're getting towards the end of the show. Can you believe it? We're getting towards the end of the show, but there's still some good stuff happening because you might say, I want to go and see something really different. I've done the beaches. I've done the mountains. Uh, I've done some of the bush. I've camped by rivers. I've done all of that stuff. I want something different. Now, here's something different because Club 4x4, they did a thing on five Australian meteorite craters that you can actually visit. A meteorite crater, like you can spend a fortune just going into space for about 30 seconds and coming back again. I think they want about three or $400,000 for that. And you're here in Australia and you can go and see some meteorite craters first up. So they're not just big holes in the ground because the meteorite craters are visually stunning remnants of, of an amazing past because, you know, Earth's been here, they reckon, for about four and a half billion years. I, I haven't checked that myself, but they reckon four and a half billion years. And they reckon part of the nature of the surface has been fairly volatile <laughs> because some of those impacts, you know, you have these things rocketing through space and, and sometimes they hit. We haven't had one hit for some time, but there's one at Wolf Creek. So you might, you might want to write these down because these are good. Wolf Creek, W-O-L-F-E, Creek, Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. Now, it's, it's just a terrific thing, terrific. Uh, it, it's about, let's see, it's located about 150K south of Halls Creek on the Tanami Road. So the Wolf Creek Crater is 870 metres in diameter. It's pretty well defined with an outer rim of 60 metres in height. So the rim and the basin are accessible by reasonably easy walking tracks. Isn't that good? You don't have to go into outer space to check out a meteorite oh, or a meteor. So the, the nearby campground, is an, is, it's just excellent. Given its remote desert location, they reckon it's free to use and toilets are there and be mindful that access is via dirt roads, which sometimes the conditions can vary. And at times, you may need a four-wheel drive. So you can check that out. You can just Google Wolf Creek Meteor Site and you'll come up with some help there. And then the Henbury Impact Site, well, that's located about 5K off the Stewart Highway on the Ernest Giles Road, about 145K southwest of Alice Springs. And the Henbury, H-E-N-B-U-R-Y, Henbury Impact Site, it's unique and it contains around 13 craters in very close proximity to each other. So it was formed around 4,000 years ago when a large meteorite broke up into several fragments during its descent to Earth. So it's a relatively, relatively recent in cosmological terms, uh, relatively recent. But the craters range in size from about 7 metres to 180 metres with depths uh, up to about 15 metres. So the circular shape of the craters is clearly visible from the rim. So there you go. Now you can park there, you can camp there as well. Uh, and it's not expensive, that's cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. You might find uh, that that's going to be a good thing for you. Goss's Bluff, G-O-S-S-E-S, Bluff. G-O-S-S-E-F, Bluff, B-L-U-F-F. As a result of a colossal impact with a comet 600 metres wide occurred approximately, oh, only 142 million years ago. So Goss's Bluff, it's a massive meteor crater. It's located 175 kilometres west of Alice Springs. The visible remnant is a five kilometre in diameter and the rim rises 180 metres above the ground. Isn't that fantastic? 
So that's that's huge, and, and you can view it from a distance. It looms on the landscape like an out-of-place mountain range, and access to the crater is via a 10-kilometre dirt track off Larapinta Drive. So there's no camping facilities at the reserve, but it's open all year round and pays to check if, if there's bad weather nearby or anything like that. You can contact the Ormiston, O-R-M-I-S-T-O-N, Gorge Ranger Station. Ormiston, O-R-M-I-S-T-O-N, Gorge Ranger Station, and they'll tell you all about that. So that's a goodie. Boxhole Crater, B-O-X-H-O-L-E, Boxhole Crater, uh, getting to Boxhole Crater can be a bit of a challenge, not because it's difficult to access, but because of it's something of a, a local secret. It's not widely advertised. It's not signposted. Uh, you travel north from Alice Springs along the Stewart Highway, turn right into the Plenty Highway, drive another 166k, turn left onto the Bins four-wheel drive track, drive a further 39k, and that should put you in the general vicinity of the crater. Again, if you want all those all those things again, you just go on to our website, ontheroadmedia.com.au, and you can listen to all that again. So at 170 metres in diameter, it's not a big crater, but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. There's no camping facilities in the immediate area. However, there are camping facilities, some pretty excellent ones at the Hale River Homestead, and that includes hot showers, and whatnot. And then there's Viva's Crater, Viva, V for Victor, double E, V for Victor, E-R-S, Crater, V, double E, V, E-R-S, Crater. It's one of the truly adventurous travellers. If you're an adventurous traveller, this one's extremely remote. It can be very difficult to get to, but Viva's Crater is located in the middle of the vast West Australian plains between the Great Sandy Desert and the Gibson Desert. So the town of Kintore, K-I-N-T-O-R-E, Kintore, which is that's about oh, 410k away. It's the nearest populated centre. Now, access to Vivas is via the Gary Highway, G-A-R-Y, Gary Highway, 260k's of dirt road running off the Gun Barrel Highway. It's strictly four-wheel drive territory. Uh, and before you decide to go there, you should know that Vivas is the smallest of the craters. It's just 70, <laughs> 75 metres. There you go, in diameter. And the rim rise is about 1.5 metres above the ground. But it's regarded as one of the best preserved small craters on Earth. There you go. What do you got to do to get a tourist attraction nowadays? You've got to wait <laughs> millions of years. And, and it's an almost perfect bowl. So there you go. So if, if you get a chance to visit those, that would be just terrific. Now, if if you don't get to go to those ones, and there's another one, which is, it's the last crater that you, you're likely to visit as you travel through the vast country. It's located at approximately the midpoint between Uluru and Mount Connor, and it's the centre of what's speculated to be the largest impact crater on Earth. Oh, that's a beauty. So the crater is called the Massive Australian Precambrian or Cambrian Impact Structure, it's estimated to be approximately 600 kilometres in diameter. The outer stress field ring could be as big as 2,000 kilometres in diameter. Whoa! But it's yet to be officially confirmed as a meteor impact site. So you might go there and, and they say, no, it's not. You might go there and yes, it is. But I reckon your photos are going to be good anyway. But what you want to make sure is you've got a well-prepared vehicle. Uh, you've got to carry sufficient water. You've got to drink water at regular intervals, obviously, for your hydration. You've got to carry sufficient fuel for your return journey and some extra, if you're doing some four-wheel driving, extra fuel. Carry some spare parts, your tyre repair kit, your filters, your fan belts, your fuses, your radiator hoses, your wire ties, your gaff, uh, your hose clamps, uh, jumper leads, dual batteries, that sort of stuff. If, if you've got all of that, then that's terrific. You've got to have a comprehensive first aid kit, I would suggest, 
have a snatch strap with you, maybe a shovel, a jack, that sort of thing, and a comprehensive toolkit. And always have some way of contacting people. So whether you've got uh, a UHF, which might help somewhat, uh, or whether you've got a sat phone, which would be just terrific, or whether you've got an EPIRB device, you've got to have something. So if you if people know that you're not back in time, they can alert somebody else. And, and if something goes down, if you do break down, don't leave your vehicle. Don't leave your vehicle. So that's important. And just travel at speeds that are appropriate to the conditions. Don't drive at night if you don't have to. Uh, don't camp in waterways. <laughs> don't do that because you can get flash flooding. And, and don't necessarily rely on your GPS mapping. Always carry some paper maps and HEMA maps, H-E-M-A. They are fabulous. We're round about out of time. But, but we can't go without a fabulous Christmas song. I reckon we've got to do this one. It's called Six White Boomers. Rolf Harris sang it, oh, years and years and years ago. But Six White Boomers, I think you can't have... An Australian Christmas without hearing Six White Boomers. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Hey, we're going to have a great time. And don't forget Off-Road Systems, by the way. Don't forget Off-Road Systems because if you're after a set of drawers, then Off-Road Systems are what you've got to have. ORS, and that's storage drawers for your four-wheel drive, not drawers that you wear. <laughs> but they've got aluminium frame and drawers. They've got galvanised steel frame and drawers. They've got marine carpet upholstery and marine carpet drawer liners. You've got steel ball bearing slides. They're anti-rattle drawer retainers. All the locks are key to like, so you get key to like locks. It's not like a caravan where you get 100 different locks and keys. No. Off-road systems do it properly, and you get beautiful appearance. They look so good. You've got side storage compartments. It's quality construction. It's Australian. They will install They install it using your existing anchor points, so there's no extra drilling into your vehicle, and it's fully and easily removed. So, offroadsystems.com.au, offroadsystems.com.au. I reckon there's no better surprise that Santa can give than you just ring them up, book it in, Give, give a little letter to say, listen, I've booked your four-wheel drive in. Uh, it's probably going to be done in January or February or whatever. But you've got it. You've got, oh, they are the best. Australian-made, Australian-owned, Australian people, Australian-manufactured. Ah, oh, fabulous. So here we go. Six white booms. My name's Scott Gibbons. It's been fabulous being with you. I'm going to miss you all the way through until next week. So here we go. Six white booms. Rolf Harris. The show is On The Road. Go on to our website, ontheroadmedia.com.au. You can catch it all again. It's fabulous. See you next week. Bye. In Australia, Christmas comes in the middle of a very hot summer. So when Santa Claus delivers his presents, he's not taken around by reindeer because they can't stand the terrible heat. He's taken round by six big white old man kangaroos called the Six White Boomers. Early on one Christmas day, a joey kangaroo was far from home and lost in a great big zoo. Mummy, where's my mummy? They've taken her away. We'll help you find your mommy, son. Hop up on the sleigh. So beside the bag of toys, little Joey hopped. But they hadn't gone far when Santa stopped. Unharnessed all the reindeer and Joey wondered why. Then he heard a far-off booming in the sky. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, 
race and Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Pretty soon old Santa began to feel the heat. Took his fur-lined boots off to cool his feet. Into one pop Joey, feeling quite okay. While those old man kangaroos kept pulling on the sleigh. Hey, six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Then Joey said to Santa, Santa, what about the toys? Aren't you giving some to these girls and boys? Well, they've all had their presents, Sonny. We were here last night. This trip is an extra trip, Joey's special flight. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Soon the sleigh was flashing past right over Marble Bar. Slow down there, cried Santa. It can't be far. Hop up on my lap here, son, and have a look around. There, there she is. That's Mummy bounding up and down. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Well, that's the bestest Christmas treat that Joey ever had. Curled up in Mother's pouch, feeling snug and glad. The last they saw was Santa heading northwards from the sun. The only year the boomers worked a double run. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run.